and welcome back to our series of 2022 expert talks with raw culture in collaboration with Seattle Austria, Thriving Thursdays, Third Culture Kids Beyond and Between Borders, where we explore the dynamics of the third culture kids, aspects of the identity and career beyond and between mental and physical borders. And today we have a special guest and he is David Sanford and I'll be making a short introduction. So David Sanford is an intercultural training specialist with more than 30 years of related experience in the field. He spent over 13 years living and working abroad in the UK, in Taiwan, India, Iran, Italy, Germany, Belgium, and Japan. That's a long list. And his diverse corporate experiences also include international sales, marketing, transnational strategic business development for Fortune 500 companies, as well as educational institutions in the US, Europe, and Asia. He has also written and published a book in India called Spilling the Beans, a guide for Indians to understand and communicate successfully with US Americans, and it is available on Amazon. So my warmest welcome to David Zanford, and I'm super excited to dive into the questions and hear more about his journey and experience as a third culture kid. Thank you very much for joining us, David. You are more than welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. Amazing. So as the series calls about the topic for third culture kids, the mm -hmm. first question that I will have is how do you relate your experience to being a third culture kid? And before you say so, uh, I want to also briefly explain what a third culture kid is for those who may not understand. So a third culture kid is somebody who grew up in a country that is different than their parents' country. And as the third culture is a mix between those two different cultures. So David, please let us know a bit about your third culture kid background. Well, uh, basically, um, as in most third culture kids, we don't have a choice. Uh, our parents just take us to a new country. And in my case, uh, I was born uh, uh, American in California, and very soon thereafter, my father had joined what was the, uh, the new uh, Foreign Service US government. So as a result, he was stationed. Our, our first deployment, so to speak, our first assignment was in Taiwan. So my first experience as a third culture kid began very, very early um, in Taiwan, and we were there for three years. So when we returned to the US, um, to Washington, DC, um, my language was, to me, was my language. I just um, spoke, but half of what I spoke was Mandarin, half was English. So most people could not understand much of what I said. <laughs> so uh, my mother, I vividly remember, had to translate for me. But I soon caught on and learned American English. But within three years, we were off to uh, London, where I spent another three years, came back to the US to Washington, DC. That was our base. Mm. And uh, we, we were there for just a year. And then we went off to India for another mm. three years. So my adolescence was in India. And that, that, those three experiences very much instilled in me basically uh, uh, a new perspective. Uh, which mm. I wasn't even aware of. It was just how I looked at the world, which was 
from many different eyes. So that was right. my beginning. Wow. And I have to follow up with the question, which is with your early developmental years being in three different countries in, in the UK, in India and Taiwan, how, how was that experience for you? Did that shape your journey and where you are now significantly? Oh, very much so. Very much so. Mm -hmm. um, you know, on one hand, if people see me and meet me, they will hear the accent and they'll say, oh, uh, maybe he's American. Um, but in no way did I feel very American because all of my time was out. Much of my developmental years were outside of the United States. So, you know, when when someone said the word football, that means one thing to me. That means soccer. That's what that's what soccer is to me. Uh, mm -hmm. In this country, in the United States, football means something very, very different. A sport which I really don't connect with and don't know, never am interested in, don't watch. So, so what it did is it um, being raised in so many different cultures, it forced me in, in a good way to look at things from a different perspective. Um, you know, I would be in one culture and say, oh, this is interesting. This is how they do it here but they do it this way over here. So I learned very, very early on, uh, it's one of my favorite expressions. Uh, and the expression is different is not wrong. Mm. You, know, um, you know, in the UK, from an American perspective, and probably also Austrian in that case, a lot of European perspective, the Brits uh, don't drive on the wrong side of the road, they drive on the left side of the road. So it's a, just a different perspective. And I, I think I took that for granted growing up. So that mm. kind of perspective uh, uh, migrated me in certain directions in terms of choices, decisions I made, in terms of what I studied at university, what I decided to take on in jobs, and led me in, in a direction that was uh, very international, very international perspective. So yeah. my experience as a TCK, third culture kid growing up, definitely affected very positively my choice of career and how my life has turned out. Mm. Yeah. And, and it's great that you mentioned regarding, you ended regarding the positivity that being a TCK brought you. But also on the other flip hand, there's a lot of challenges that is along with the third culture kid background. So yeah. what kind of challenges did you personally have to navigate and figure out during the journey? What well, was the most uh, challenging thing that you had to go through for yourself? Well, that's interesting you ask because uh, it's not suddenly you realize, oh, there's a challenge. Mm -hmm. Over time, you realize that uh, I think what I'm thinking right now, visualizing is come back from India into an American high school. And I was very much uh, what we say a duck out of water. It was very, very strange because I didn't understand the customs. I didn't understand the conversations uh, other children, young people were having with each other. Uh, the words I used, expressions I used were slightly different. The ones they used were different. So uh, I think um, difficulty, I felt a little out of sync. Uh, I wasn't in, in sync with those around me. So it forced me 
to be more introspective. Mm. Now, into being introspective is not negative at all, but in some cases, it doesn't uh, lend itself to being very social. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, for me personally, the challenges were becoming more introverted. Mm. Um, but I soon be, I, I soon got over that. But also um, what I realized is that over time, I would have a conversation with someone perhaps new. And at the end of the conversation, they would be able to say, uh, gosh, I really spoke a lot about myself to him, but he never really talked too much about himself. Mm. Um, you know, I, 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 I was very much oriented toward being very curious mm. because of my perspectives. So mm -hmm. curiosity, I think is very, um, is a, is an attribute. It's a skill of many TCKs just because we're, we're, we're put into different situations where we have to look at things differently. On the mm. other hand, um, I wasn't able, uh, as I grew up and it took me a long time to realize I wasn't very skillful at ever saying goodbye mm. because you know, you realize you go into a, a new country and you're only there for a year, two years, maybe three years. So you realize that you're going to meet these people and you may not see them again. You know, so you only allow yourself to share about yourself to just a certain degree because you're going to be saying goodbye or not saying goodbye, but not seeing people. So I realized that it took me a long time to realize, oh, that's something that I do. Um, so it forced me mm -hmm. to kind of look at that, my own patterns and to begin to change those. But mm -hmm. uh, so so there are both positives, many, many positives about being raised being um raised in different cultures and there mm. are some negatives but uh in in my feeling is there's so many more positives because a world view of being able to deal with ambiguity yeah you know, because you're forced into so many situations you just say oh okay i just have to adapt you know yeah. i've done that most of my life so that skill I was able to translate into, for instance, my consulting that I do now. Mm. So for instance, uh, just to give you an example, uh, um, I chose cross-cultural communication as a, as a field of study. And it's, it's no accident because that's how I was raised in cross-cultural. Mm. So I chose that as a, as a discipline because I had a jump start, so to speak. Right. Uh, in terms of understanding the reality nice uh, so we're gonna yeah we're definitely gonna go into that topic you're two steps ahead which is always great um i do want to follow up on another comment that you made previously which is that you said as a third culture kid you believe that we are more curious of experiences of asking people questions about their journey due to us having experienced multiple things when we were very small. Yes. Do you think that also there's an addition of feeling that because our story is so hard to explain, our journey of who we are, what we, what journey we took to be where we are today, we also kind of avoid talking about ourselves because we think it just is more 
interesting to know about others, but as well as sometimes it may get a bit tiring to explain the story of where we come from. Yes, very much so. In fact, what it does, we, we tend not to talk too much about ourselves because most people will not quite understand. It's, mm. it's uh, that. And we also, at least I have, tend to surround myself with people who have similar experiences of different cultures. Mm. So the list of my friends are, for example, a lot of, most of the people that I know like to travel. They like to get stamps in their passport. They like to go to different places because they find that it's very interesting and it's uh, enriching. Uh, so you you tend, at least I tend, have tended to surround myself in with people who are, are have more of a global perspective because that's mine. Um, mm -hmm. At the same time, um, yeah, there it very much is that that tends and that tends to uh, at least myself put me in certain situations right yeah very much I, I, I see in the comments now um a response from your your uh your statement regarding different is not wrong uh and and somebody said different is not wrong why is it so hard for us to be non-judgmental you know that's a it's a good question there uh well we all have our we we all why is it so difficult to be non-judgmental? Because I think most of us have a tendency to want to hold on to a perspective just to feel safe. Uh, oh, okay, this, this makes sense to me, so I'm going to hold on to this. But I think in this world we live in right now, which particularly um, I can speak to the American politics, it's so uh, polarized you're this or you're that so it's hard right now for many people to even take on a new perspective because they are so solidly holding on to their perspective and i think people who have not traveled very much outside of their own passport countries uh, have a tendency to hold on to their value system which they believe is the only value system that's valid Mm. You know, but you only get that larger perspective when you visit people from different places or someone moves next to you and has a different perspective and you could begin to see different perspectives. But I think there's a tendency for many people, regardless of your culture, to hold on to your own reference point mm. of, of value systems right. until you are lucky to experience a different point of view. And you say, oh, that's very interesting without yeah. without negating it first, saying seeing it. So yeah. very, very I, good question. I, I very much agree with your statement regarding it's just a lot of people actually did not have the prior experience in experiencing something different. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is the first, let's say, uh blockage towards them understanding why a person why a culture why a country does what it does so yeah. Yeah, i agree yeah, and true. following back to the previous question which was the difficulties of going up as a tck and you mentioned that something that helped you during that time was being introspective mm -hmm. uh, so we had our discussion last time and i asked you about meditation because i also know you're a meditation instructor Yes. And you also practice every single day. Mm -hmm. 
when you talked about introspection, was that connected to meditation? Well, that's an interesting question. Introspection. Um, you know, I, I'm not suggesting that all TCKs, all adult TCKs are introspective. Mm. For me, that's what it was. You know, it, mm -hmm. it, I, I, I went more inward. So in going more inward, coupled with being in a new country, going, coming back to the country that was supposed to be my home, I felt this duck out of water. So I began questioning uh, from very from adolescent on, and that led me to university where I studied psychology, for example. And psychology, I think, was a, a way for me to begin to answer the question, what, mm. what, 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 how does the mind work? How do people think? But I had a larger question. The existential question I had was more about who am I? Uh, how do I... Who am I as a cultural person? Because I had to question it all the time. So that led me to questioning my own sense of uh, uh, culture, but I didn't really know how to ask the question. And mm. the question was, um, you know, how, who am I as a cultural person? So psychology was very interesting for me, but I studied American psychology. Mm. And it, that didn't answer the larger questions, uh, global questions of perspective. So that led me to the career. But in the process, I realized that um, being a duck out of water, I realized that, well, how do I work with this, this feeling? It's not, it's not negative. I just feel slightly awkward. So in the context of that, I was introduced to um, the notion of meditation many years ago. And I looked at that and said, oh, that's an, that, seemed like an interesting tool to work with one state of mind as you're going through the confusion of mm. who am I, who are they, what is this culture? So mm. for me, it was very, um, very natural to begin to enter into the discipline of meditation as a means to work with my own state of mind in terms mm. of working with the confusion of different cultures. So for me, it was it was quite amazing that at, at a CTAR conference, actually in the U.S. Mm. years ago, I I didn't really usually talk too much about meditation because I was there as a cross-cultural trainer and consultant. But in the context of that, um, I offered meditation as a means at a, at a CTAR conference, as uh, meditation sessions in the morning be before we began our conference sessions. And mm. for me, the idea of bringing meditation into the cross-cultural experience was just absolutely wonderful to do. And it mm. seemed a, a natural fit. Mm. So uh, whenever I attend CTAR conferences in the US, um, then I will usually offer meditation in the morning as a means uh, you know, for the ongoing sessions. You know. Mm. So to me, it's they're both they both really relate very much to each other. Right. That's wonderful. And I have to ask because I feel like a lot of TCKs are currently or in the past, they have dealt with a lot of, let's say, traumas of not understanding their story of their journey yeah. and not really fulfilling, let's say, the true meaning of why they're existing in this world or what they can do with their lives. 
Um, and you kind of kind of found your identity, as you mentioned, through meditation and being able to understand the different parts of yourself by being in one place, essentially in your mind. If there was a TCK who was going through the struggles right now of identity and you were to propose meditation as, let's say, a tool that they can bring in and perhaps would help them, how would you how would you recommend them to start in this journey of meditation? As oh, a tool? I, I would say, first of all, be open to it. Um, secondly, there are many different forms of meditation, many different techniques. Uh, and I would say um, in there, if, if they were to have approached me or I heard that maybe they're having some difficulty or some challenges trying to integrate their their uh, their identity as a TCK, or first of all, uh, introducing them to the idea that there, there is something called TCK. Mm -hmm. I, I, I often, very often, uh, will talk to someone and say, you know, that's interesting. You should look at this book called Third Culture Kid. And for them, they say, what? Third culture, what is that? And, and to give that, for me, that's what happened to me. Many, many years ago, I was introduced to the notion of third culture kid and the light bulbs went off and I said, oh my gosh, there are others like this too. I, I'm, I'm not the only one that feels awkward in these situations. So mm -hmm. I connected then with, with a group of what we call global nomads. And when I first went to a conference of global nomads, and I arrived there, it was as if I had arrived home to a family reunion and I had never met those people before. Mm. But we all shared that, that magic of being a TCK and we just looked at these and said, I know what you're feeling, I know what you're feeling. Wow, that's mm. amazing. And that uh, was very um, instrumental in connecting me with other TCKs mm. in the context right of that in my own journey i was introduced to meditation practice as a means to just work with one state of mind mm. in, or, in ordinary everyday life and mm. so the two uh, uh were, were very much companions for me so the tck if someone i talk to in fact anyone whether a tck or not i if the conversation goes that route I will unhesitantly introduce meditation practice as a means to just work with your own state of mind. Mm. You know? I love that. I, the reason why I also, the reason why I also asked that question in particular um, is because I've talked to many TCKs and also reflecting on my own experiences. I somehow never connected meditation as a tool or a solution to our struggles. It was always, you know, either, let's say talking to your family or friends about your struggles or yeah. going to therapy or going to counseling, something like that, but it was never meditation. So yeah. I just want everyone to kind of know that there is also meditation out there, which would really be helpful in being mindful and aware. So thank you for that. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. I have found it to be a very useful tool. And again, it simply stated, meditation uh, techniques are a way in which to you can connect with being present in the moment instead of worrying mm -hmm. about the past or worrying about the future you can be present you know right. so it's a great tool for anyone
Yeah. And uh, now I would like to go into the your career journey, your career tra trajectory. So it it's it seems that you from early early time on you were quite interested in being a coach or kind of coaching or consulting and training uh and then you became a cross-cultural trainer and so how much of being a tck has that affected besides the obvious point that it deals with different cultures mm -hmm. so how how would you how would you explain that how beyond the tck aspect or was it directly the TCK aspect that really brought you into this work? Yeah. Um, yeah. Can well, you expand yeah. on that further? A great question. Um, I have four brothers. And um, I am the only one of five sons, five boys, who chose this profession, mm. which is very interesting. So why is that? Well, um, my, my four brothers are very interested in international, interested in travel, but they haven't chosen uh, being a cross-cultural trainer as a, um, as a profession, as a career. And why is that? Well, it's uh, uh, from, from India, we would say, that's my karma. That, that's, that's my journey. Mm. Um, but why did I choose that? I think that for me personally, because of where I was in my developmental years, the idea of a third culture kid being that perspective really was very, very uh, significant for me. So it having the perspective of a third culture kid um, uh, directed me to study psychology. It directed me to go overseas in the, uh, the Middle East to be a, an English teacher. It drove me also to choose a graduate school study where I studied intercultural communication. So um, very much for me personally, being a TCK was absolutely instrumental in my the unfolding of my life adventure, my life uh, trajectory. So, mm -hmm. Uh, it's been very, very significant for me. Now, yeah. not as much for my brothers, but we can sit down and meet each other. And our idea, our idea, idea of a good time is sitting down and having an Indian meal together in South Carolina, <laughs> because we share that. So we share some internationalism. Mm. Uh, my trajectory for the career was very much based on being a tck right. no no question about it mm. uh, and uh following up on another question regarding your work as a cross-cultural trainer so you focus mainly on the us and in india and my question is how, how come you chose to focus on these two cultures oh uh, okay you also had experience in the uk uh and yeah. Taiwan. So why these two cultures and why these two comparisons? Yeah, well, um, about however long, about 15 years ago, uh, some of the, the organizations I worked with realized, oh, you have experience in India. And as, as India has risen on the world stage in many ways, many ways, but far, foremost, particularly as a a hub for 
offshoring, um, office management, call centers, there became much more of a need for the world to understand India. And so there was a lot of cross-pollinization, so to speak, in terms of cross-cultural connections. So I was being asked to uh, show up and help the Indians understand the Americans and for the Americans to understand the Indians. But in addition, I've also worked a phenomenal amount with just people understanding different cultures. So I've worked with Belgians understanding um, uh, Mexicans. So all different kinds of cultures involved. Uh, so I might set up the, um, the, the template, the, um, the agenda for a cross-culture training that I might be the, the main trainer, but I might bring in something who is an absolute specialist on Austria or uh, UK or Taiwan um, uh, or Japan, you know. Mm. So, so I will mix uh, uh, a lot of people that I know in the field in part of that. But generally, um, because India and, and, and India is new to the world in many, many ways from the point of view of the 90s and, and 2000s, uh, that's where I've just happened to be positioned in the place where there's been a lot of requests for that. Mm. But for instance, um, tomorrow I will have a Zoom call where I'm helping orient an Algerian national who has been relocated to the United States. Mm. So I, will, I will be orienting him to American value system so he and his family can integrate uh, and adapt to American culture. Right. Okay. So I might also help an American then relocate to Aust Austria or to mm -hmm. India or wherever. So I work with many right. different cultures, but primarily uh, uh, karmically, I have worked with India and the United States more than most any other two dynamics in the last Oh, probably seven, eight years. Understood. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my, my next following question is, you know, it's amazing to kind of hear your journey of your career and being a cross-cultural trainer, being able to work with so many different people from all over the across the world and having, you know, these valuable experiences along the way. But on the other hand, there's many TCKs who don't feel like they have these skills and the potential to do what they want to do in life or to pursue a job that they want to pursue because we often kind of, let's say, disvalue ourselves and we undervalue ourselves on our backgrounds. What do you kind of say to this pattern of third culture kids undervaluing their skills that they were brought up with and kind of its later outlook in their career journey where they could have done something that they wanted to, mm -hmm. but they undervalued what they had. Well, it's interesting. I mean, the first, the first thought I have is um, I would want to introduce ATCK to other TCKs. Mm. So it's important that those individuals, first of all, realize that they are a TCK, that they are someone who has uh, in a very unique perspective, okay, that it's not weird, it's not strange, 
but it's a very interesting perspective. And there are many others who also have this perspective. Mm-hmm. And it was very much my orientation toward connecting to other TCKs that very much helped my perspective, my mm-hmm. ideas um, about who I was, what my perspective was, and that I could be of service to others. Right. So it was connecting with other TCKs through something like CTAR, through um, there was an organization called Global Nomads International. Mm. So I would encourage the TCK, the individual, to look um, at, A, understand what a TCK is and understand what organization do you think are involved with this kind of discussion. And Mm. I have also recommended CETAR, regardless of where it is, say, you should check this organization out because they work with this. Mm. And I can also channel them into some kind of study programs. Um, you know, uh, therapy aside, all those kind of personal issues aside, I would say as a career, you might be interested in cross-cultural communication as a mm. discipline. Um, right. Because I think you have something very, very unique to offer. But first and foremost, I would connect uh, like-minded individuals, TCKs from around the world and say, hey, you should connect with some of these people because I think you will find um, uh, kindred souls, right. as we say. And I, I love the point where like the first point you mentioned was you would want the TCK to talk to an ATCK. For the viewers out there who don't know what that is, an ATCK is an adult third culture kid. And yes. a TCK is someone who's younger, so 18 years and younger. Um, yes. And I love how you brought this in because this project series is about creating intergenerational, intercultural TCK conversations through these interviews. We always have TCK guests from different generations coming in. Yeah. And this actually perfectly flows into the next question, which is our last episode, we had Ahana Banarji, who is an aspiring TCK entrepreneur. Uh, and she is a young entrepreneur, but she wants to ask you, how does being a Gen Z TCK compare to the previous generations of TCKs? So for example, millennials, Gen X, I have to say boomers, (laughs) on the effects of employability in the workforce and the ability to work in companies. Yeah. Um, You know, in many ways, I don't think that, the generation matters so much, one's age, but what does matter is one's connectivity with others. And the fact is now uh, with Gen Z, uh, I have three children in the millennials. Uh, the fact is you that your generation is so much, uh, you've been raised with technology. You've been, you've been raised with these things, mm. okay? This was foreign to, to me as, as a young person. So what it means is you're so much more connected. So mm-hmm. I would say with your understanding of technology and connectivity, you could use that very, very effectively in like, uh, way wrong, what you're doing, creating this kind of connectivity through a stream yard, being knowledgeable of uh, the, the, the virtual world, how to connect people. Um, I think it's, it, it's, you, you're, you've got a head start from my generation, certainly, which, you know, um, 
I, I, I did my master's thesis on a typewriter. <laughs> now, most of Gen Z and millennials, you can see a typewriter in a museum, which sounds absurd to me, but that's how fast technology has accelerated in the last 30 years. It's phenomenal. Mm. So mm. I would say, use your, your natural talents in understanding how technology works to your benefit. Mm. Um, but I would also caution you on, um, uh, and I, 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 gave, I actually gave a, a, a CTAR uh, module, a session on this, is don't be controlled by this. Mm. One thing that I noticed throughout my travels and airports throughout the world, if someone is sitting there alone, that instead of picking this up and looking at this, why not just sit there and look around and observe and see what's happening around you? Mm. Uh, so um, I, I encourage the younger generation, the Gen Zs and the millennials to use this technology in a way that can um, help people uh, spread the word of global understanding, yet do not be controlled by this because it's very easy. It's very easy to be controlled uh, by this regardless of what culture you're coming from. Yeah, very so, true. Uh, so again, the word is technology. Uh, use it, but use it very creatively. You know, I, I, I've been on YouTube and seen podcasts and say, wow, that person, they're really, they're, they're young and they're doing some very interesting things with technology and bringing in music into it and bringing in different parts of, of these platforms. So I think right. that's my first thought. Yeah. That I, if I could summarize that, perhaps it would be to really be grateful of the generation that we were born in and to utilize the resources and the technology that is around us at the time that you know uh we were we were given the opportunity to do so and to also learn from different generations on how to stay present and not stay too connected to the technological uh devices and advancement because they also take away some aspects of you know our journey in our life and so really connecting to having intergenerational conversations like this and learning about what works in different generations and combining that and learning from each other and you know having a greater combination from that i think that's something that every single person can uh take into their lives and work on yeah and the next question yeah uh, well, the only thing I would add to that is that regardless of what generation one is one is a part of, the many issues are the same. The same issues that I experienced in my 20s are the same experience, issues that 20-year-olds are experiencing now. So in many cases, the issues haven't changed. The existential issues haven't changed. Yeah. But the way in which we're connected has, and so we should utilize that in a positive way. Okay understand absolutely yeah. and now a question to you is what would be a question that you might want to ask a younger generation tck now ah very good question what would i want to ask um how how interested are you in connecting uh 
with those from different cultures. How interested mm -hmm. are you in that? How important is that? Um, all we need to do right now is think of Ukraine. I think of Ukraine every day because there's a war going on there of aggression. And how can what we know as TCKs, what, how can we, what can we do with our knowledge of how, the, how people connect from different cultures in a way that prevents war? that prevents aggression. Um, I, would, I would say that as an open question because um, what's happened in Ukraine in the 21st century is, is absolutely shocking to all of us. At the same time, what can we do, each of us, uh, to answer this call of bringing in more global communication of all cultures? And this, this was the question that I asked myself when I went to graduate school many years ago. How mm. can I be of service to those from different cultures? And mm. that question remains true today, mm. um, even more so, because the world is so connected and technology in terms of weaponry, in terms of communication is so much more heightened that the, we are needed now more than ever before. Uh, those mm. of us with a global perspective, and particularly those of us with a TCK uh, perspective, uh, the world needs you more now than ever. Mm, I love that. So, so that's what yeah, we, we actually are at the end of the questions, and I think that was a great way to kind of wrap it up. Um, you know, just stating that not trying to look at what others are doing but thinking about what you can do as yourself, as an individual. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. And that was actually the end of the interview. And I honestly really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for being here, for your time, for all the stories and expertise and experiences you shared. And I would love to have you share some of your work, where the people can reach you, where they can connect with you. Uh, feel free to share it. Sure. My distinct pleasure. It's always a pleasure to talk about being a tck and the world in general it's my pleasure amazing do you want to share perhaps your uh, profile or where they can connect with you on yeah uh, uh i think it's on uh on the window here uh my website is uh www.whenculturesmix.com and you can write me uh through there um we might also add uh, I'd be more than willing to put my email address there. Uh, I love talking to others about culture in general and the global issues. So I'm more than available to just have a chat. Amazing. Thank you so much. And thank you all for the audience as well for tuning in. It my was pleasure. a pleasure. And until we talk next time, bye-bye. Yes, bye. Namaste.